in your business with Dr. Alex, where we get all up in your business and your health. So today I have a really great Christmas uh, guest, <laughs> Ms. Chrissy Ferreira. I'm so excited. She's going to talk to us all about raise your authority. What does that mean? What is she all about? She's authority coach, raise your authority. We're going to learn all about that, how to do that in your life and in your business today. So I'm so excited to have her here with us. Before we get started, I'm going to introduce our sponsor here. So if you are in Northeast Ohio, looking for a new home, selling your home, anything realty related, definitely reach out to our sponsor, Eric McKee. I'm going to put his info up. And definitely we appreciate Mr. Eric McKee for being a sponsor of In Your Business. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce my guest and bring her up on stage, Miss Chrissy. Hi, Chrissy. How are you? Hey. hey. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Alex. Oh, I love it. So thank you so much for being with us. And if you are catching this live, definitely give us a shout out. We'd love to, or we'd love to give you a shout out. So put your name in the chat and, and, and ask any questions that you want. This is definitely interactive. We're both here to answer anything that you have that comes to your mind. And we're streaming to a couple of different places, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter. It's going to go to the podcast later on. So we're everywhere. So definitely get your name out there. Be seen, right? <laughs> And actually, Chrissy, tell us a little bit about what Raise Your Authority even is. Like, what is that? What does that mean? Yeah. So um, so I started this concept about a year and a half ago, Raise Your Authority. And this was when I was making a big pivot in my business. Um, I started off, you know, uh, back in 2020, I launched my social media agency business. It started off with like super basic done for you. And then I was able to hire a team and eventually book out my services. But it got to a point where I was just literally maxed out. I either was going to have to hire more team members, raise my price or, or make a change. But I was a little burnt out and I wasn't loving the work really anymore. I was able to replace my full time income and, um, and make that pivot, but I wasn't happy. It was basically like, another full-time job, right? Mm -hmm. So I decided um, to start taking on like strategy clients, uh, consulting clients. And um, throughout that pivot, it was a little bit of a challenge because I had built this 
um, this name for myself in the done for you social media world. Everybody knew Christy Ferreira as the social media expert, social media strategist, right? And so I had really built authority in that area and I was constantly getting referrals, which was really great because my business really did grow on referrals in the first like year and a half, um, which I was really, really grateful for. I made a lot of great connections online, but as I was making a, like a transition from strategist to consultant, I had to reposition myself in a different way. I needed people to start viewing me as Chrissy Ferreira, the business expert, Chrissy Ferreira, um, the marketing expert, the, you know, um, the sales expert. And that took time. And it was also a big, um, like confidence shift for myself because I was like, you know, do I have what it really takes to help business owners get to this certain area? You know, um, are people going to take me seriously if I raise my prices? Are people going to take me seriously if I pivot? Um, am I making a big mistake? Like, I'm doing really, really well in this industry. Is it okay for me to pivot? Like, am, am I am I going to lose all this money? Am I going to lose all my clients? So I started taking my some of my clients that were done for you service clients and moving them over to, strat to strategy service clients and consulting. And in order to like get clients outside of my agency, I had to start really starting to position myself as the go-to person in the consulting world for people to start taking me more seriously. At that time, I was more so of a marketing coach. People came to me just for marketing. Now people come to me more for sales just because it's been three years now. But back then it was marketing. So I said to myself, you know, I've really got to step it up. I've really got to get people to start viewing me in this different light to stop referring me. So I came up with this concept. I was looking up like words online right now like sometimes when you're trying to create content you're like all right i want to use a word but i want something more powerful right mm -hmm. and um expert 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 kept came into my mind but i didn't feel like an expert yet like mm -hmm. i felt like an expert was like when i think of expert i think of professor at school when i was in college and like someone who's been did it retired and not necessarily all professors retire but because i know you work i know you work at the, uh, at the college right <laughs> But you know what I mean is that you've been there for a long time, right? And so you're experienced. And I was still struggling with that a little bit in my mind. So I came across this word authority and the word felt extremely powerful to me. And when I said it, I felt more like a badass. I felt more confident. I felt this in my soul when I started talking about my services. And so I was like, I told myself, Christy, you just got to start. You just got to raise that authority. You got to raise it, right? And so this kind of was a what it, a mantra, I guess you could call it to myself, that kind of turned into me teaching my clients to really raise their authority, position themselves as the expert in their industry, own it in their personal lives and their professional lives. So that way, when you talk about what you do, when you show up online, like you have a little bit of that chip on your shoulder because you feel like the authority in your industry. Um, and it's really just transformed into this, this new movement. And, you know, I've based a lot of my programs around it. It's helped a lot of my clients close bigger contracts. It's helped a lot of my clients um, really start changing the way they show up in both their personal and professional lives. So Raise Your Authority is essentially learning to own that you are the best at what you do, right? Nice. Owning it, owning it, owning it, not being afraid to charge for it, not being afraid to speak on it. Um, and some people, some people don't necessarily like the word authority because they think of like in charge and bossy. But to be completely honest with you as women, I think it's, I think it's time that we stepped up and, and show that we are in charge and we are bossy and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, so yeah, that's essentially the concept that kind of grew into what is raise your authority.
Oh, awesome. Yeah, and if definitely if you're catching this, def ask some questions. Ask some questions. Christy is definitely the authority when it comes to all of this type of information. So, Christy, what are your types of like clients that you typically work with? What, what are the kind of women that you're working with now? Yeah, I mean, so I have such a vast like variety of types of clients that I've worked with and that I currently work with. Because I came from that done-for-you service world, I basically would work with any type of business owner, right, that needed help with, like, social media. So I have a lot of experience with a lot of different industries. However, because I have so much experience in the done-for-you service, done-with-you industry, and for those of you who, who don't know what, like, you know, DFY is online, like, that's done for you. And it basically means you pay someone to do the work for you. So I had my own agency, and we did, like, copywriting, graphic design, um, uh, content creation, launch planning. And so because I did that for such a long time and I had so much success with it, I tend to work with a lot of agency owners. I tend to work with a lot of service providers. I've worked with coaches, consultants, product-based business owners, and I have clients like that. But I have to say that my heart and what I'm really, really good at is helping service providers. And um, because a lot of them come to me wanting to do the pivot that I did because it's not easy. It is not easy to make that pivot. And if you're in the service industry, you know that it can take a while for people to start viewing you and in this different light. Cause a lot of time when we think of done for you, sometimes we think of like lower price, um, you know, VA, and then, you know, people have a, a little bit of a stigma around people who are in the done for you service industry. We not everyone, but we feel less than in that industry. So sometimes it can take a while to even, to raise your authority in like just personally before you can even get your your audience to really view you mm -hmm. as an expert because until your audience views you like as the authority in your industry they'll never pay you and that's what i work with my clients mm -hmm. through is how to position their pricing position their marketing position their sales process to be viewed as the authority in their industry so when someone comes across their page they take them more seriously a lot quicker so it converts into sales a lot quicker Oh, yes, girl. And, you know, I, I thought of two things and I want to say them first. I don't forget them. Two things I want you to touch on. So one is how is using your social media important and how is it different using it to raise your authority versus your typical what you probably had been doing before with your social media, which I know what I was doing. I had used it for, you know, friends, family, posting pictures, keeping wow. in touch. Right. And then she that into, oh, well, now it's time to get down to business, time to raise that authority and using your social media in an entirely different way. That's one part of it. And then the other part, and I'll try to make a note so I don't forget, because I always get all these ideas <laughs> in my head when we're talking, is, you know, what's one of like the first things that you see that is that shift in the whole raise your authority like mindset? What is the first thing like kind of that is universal regardless across, you know, all of the different types of people that might come to work with you? What is the one thing that you notice first that we we got to like, this is what we need to do first, if there's if there is anything that you've noticed? Yeah, definitely. So I'll answer your first question. So as far as like learning to kind of make that shift on social media. So this is definitely back to basics, right? And sometimes it's actually really great to go back to basics in your business if you ask me. Um, but like when I first started, like my social media business wasn't necessarily my first business. It was my first profitable bit, like real profitable money making. Like, I mean, like real money making business. I've it. been an entrepreneur since 2015. So like before then I had like 
Um, I worked for a bunch of like um, uh, multi-level marketing companies. I were, I did Beachbody, which was like a health and fitness company. I did um, Red Aspen, which is like a lash and nails company. I did, um, oh my gosh, I, I did a bunch of different like for Mossy, like I did a bunch of different ones. So I already kind of like my audience, like my fan, friends and family knew like, oh gosh, here's Chrissy with her ambitious business dreams, right? So they were already kind of like used to like, me like wanting to start something like I was in college I have a psych degree and um I was gonna go into like social work and stuff like that but I just you know sometimes it just takes one conversation to kind of change like your whole life sometimes which is why I love coaching and why I love doing what I do and working with my mentor but um I watched an interview for this woman and she was basically living the life that I never thought that I could live and um that's what kind of inspired me to even get into the entrepreneurial like world. I never thought that it was in the cards for me, but my, my family already kind of knew that I was, I was in this, but, um, what really helped me pivot was like, I kind of, I did create two Facebook accounts because Facebook was like my main thing. So I did kind of create a separate Facebook account for some friends and family, but I had to be very, um, like, like straight up with some of my family members, like, Hey, this is what I'm doing. You know, even if they didn't fully understand, like, just, you know, this is what I'm posting about, whatever, you know, I will still be posting stuff about family, but like, I had to kind of set some boundaries with family as far as like, and kind of give them expectation. This is what I'm doing. But as far as like getting like friends and stuff like that on board, if there really wasn't anything specific that I did, it was just more so like adding more, more business owners and more people that were my ideal clients or potential collaboration partners into my network to where now my feed is like 90% business owners and like people in my industry and, and like-minded people. And like maybe 10% is friends, family that I see on my feed. And sometimes I've moved a lot of those people like um, over to my other page. And then also on Instagram, like that was like all professional. Like, so I really, um, because I had like, when I really was active on social media, that was like when I basically started my entrepreneurial journey. So they were kind of already used to it. Let me know if that answered your question. Yes, that does. That does. Let us know in the comments if that answers your, (laughs) if that answers that question or if it sparks new questions for you. I know Opal Jermaine said, yes, change the network. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, Opal. Um, So I was going to say, to answer your second question is, what is that first mindset shift that they have to make or a common mindset shift Mm -hmm. that I see in my clients when they're learning to raise your authority? That's what you asked, right? Or even if, is it a mindset shift? Do you think it's a mindset shift? Like, what do you think it is? It's, I think... I mean, mindset, mindset is such a broad like word, Mm -hmm. right. That we use, we think anything that's like internal. Right. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to raising your authority, one of the first things that I really help my clients with is understanding like what they really want. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. making sure that the things that they're aiming for are what they want. And it's not like this perceived perception of what people tell them that they want or like an influencer that they admire. And, they just like, they just automatically follow what they're doing. So sometimes mm-hmm. one of the first things I like to say with my clients is really figuring out like, what do they really, really want? Right. Mm-hmm. So that way that there's some type of purpose behind what they're doing. And then um, the next thing that I really need them to understand is like owning their craft, like of what they do, because how can you be the authority in your industry if you feel like you're not actually good at what you're doing? So some of my clients have actually made a pivot, like, 
a big pivot when I first start working with them. They've changed. Like one of my clients I'm currently working with, she's a copywriter. And when I first started working with her, she was doing done for you social media services, super like low priced packages. And when we were trying to do this, I knew I felt like there was like a block, right? Like it was just, we kept going back and talking about the same thing over and over again. And I said to her one day, I was like, do you even like what you're doing? You know, do you even like this? And she's like, well, I don't know what else I can do. And I'm like, oh my God, how have we not had this conversation, right? And so we started talking about it and really figuring out what part of it was that she likes, like that she really loves and it was copywriting. And so from there, we've been able to like really hone in on that one skill because she thought I can't just be a copywriter. I have all these other skills that I have to use. I have a lot of skills. You know, I'm really great at graphic design. I don't sell graphic design packages, right? So like you can have all these great skill sets and that is what makes you really great. Just like a lot of the things from my previous job for being in behavior therapy and like all the things from my psychology background, they do help me in my business, but I don't sell behavior therapy sessions. Like I don't even think that's legal, but I'm just saying like, I'm just saying like it, it has nothing to do with what I'm like my specific services. You have a lot of your past, like a lot of what you learned in the past will trickle into your business naturally. Mm-hmm. But I had to ha- help her like own that. Like she is so good at what she does. So now when she sells her packages and when she's talking about it, it's so exciting that like, you know, now she's, she owns what she does. I've watched her on video. Like she's so unapologetic. I think that was one of the biggest mindset shifts is learning to be unapologetic and realizing like, not everyone's going to like you, not, but there's going to be people who love you. Like, that's the thing. They're like, once you find your people, once you find your people that are like, can't get enough of you, that's when you realize, man, it wasn't what I was doing. It was the people I was surrounding myself with. Right. Mm -hmm. Or like sometimes certain industries, you're just, you're stuck around this broke mindset, like people that just like, Oh, how I can't charge them. That's too much. Mm -hmm. That's not with integrity or whatever. Right. So like surrounding yourself with the right people. And it's not an overnight shift, raising your authority. You know, there's a lot of um, personal stuff in your personal life that you have to deal with, you know, um, really allowing yourself to introduce yourself as, hey, I'm Chrissy Ferrer and I'm a business consultant without feeling like your family members are going to feel like, oh, like what? Or being at the doctor's office or at the dental office. I actually asked a question recently. Do you tell what would you tell your doctor? Like what you, what do. you do for a living? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were like, my doctor doesn't need to know what I'm doing, but who cares? Like if you were a teacher, you would just say I'm a teacher, right? right. But because mm-hmm. you're a business owner, right? Some people feel they still have that mm-hmm. in the back of their mind that they are not the authority. They are not um, an expert. They feel like a fraud. So like, I think overcoming that feeling of being a fraud, especially in your personal life, um, is a huge step because if you can't do it with your family members, how can you do it with strangers online? Right. So sometimes mm-hmm. people focus so much on what they're doing like this visually on, on video mm-hmm. when really sometimes it does start at home in your personal life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's empowering when you can go to Christmas and you like, everyone knows what you do and you just feel good about it. Either maybe some haters, some aunties and uncles that like mm-hmm. literally don't understand. Right. Um, but these are conversations that I have with my clients through boxer, you know, like, mm-hmm they could talk through these things and there's, it's not perfect. You know, some days we don't always feel like a hundred percent badass. Some days we don't feel like it at all. Um, but that's, what's really nice about having a mentor or somebody that you can really talk through and just kind of remind mm-hmm. you like, um, like, didn't you just sell a $15,000 package the other day? <laughs> and now you're going to let your aunt that you haven't seen in like three years, make you feel less than, right. um, 
you know, and sometimes we need that person to kind of, you know, uh, to kind of remind us of how amazing we are. But like, um, I don't know. I don't know if that answered your question. I know I went Ooh. off on a ramble, but oh. hopefully that answered your question. <laughs> no, I know. I love it. And no, but that's what I like want with my show is we get like in your business, like the real, the real <laughs> stuff that we are all thinking that not a lot of us talk about. And mm -hmm. I love that. And, you know, I can relate to that so much because like for me, for one part of what you're talking about, like a lot of the stories that I share write about my health and about the things that I talk about, they trigger a lot of people in my family in not such a good way. And so for me to use my social media where so many people were used to, well, I'm going to go see pictures of the kids. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then now when they come to my social media page, it is just, it's all about the business. It's all about the practice on my page. And so I share so much of my personal life because that, because I feel like that's such that's like the way to connect with somebody, mm -hmm. and especially with like really serious, sensitive topics about your health that are so that are so ingrained. Right. Because so much of what I talk about is lifestyle based issues that we have with our health and lifestyle. That's your life. That's a lifetime. That's your family. That's your mom. That's your dad. That's your relationships. That's so sensitive. And so I share a lot of the personal things that happen with me and the things that I overcame and even the shit that I still deal with on the daily. Like the one day I talked about fat girl mentality. Like I can hundred percent legit talk about all of this because it's stuff that I've experienced. But for so many people, when they come to my page, they, they might not like it. They may get triggered by it. They might be a family member and they're like, Oh shit. Is she talking about me? You know, that feeling like, is she talking about me? so, and I might not be, but I might be. <laughs> so it's all of that kind of stuff. And it is, it's such a huge shift in like how to use your social media and just being unapologetic about it and raising your authority and, and all of that. So yeah, it's really different to use social media in this way. And not a lot of people, if they're not in business, they don't understand why you're doing this. And for me, I've always kind of been like that about social media. I never, I never used to like Facebook. I, I only had got Instagram maybe like two years ago, girl. Like I didn't ever use it on Instagram. I never <laughs> really used any of that stuff, even when I had it. And then I had to learn to like it, to love it, to use it. I had to. Um, so now, yeah, I use it in a totally different way, but oh my gosh, girl. And what was the other thing I was going to say about what you were talking about? Oh shoot. It slipped my mind. Well, I will say this while you're while you're trying to think yeah, of that, yeah. is that. I think that when it comes to social media and what we when we think about our families and stuff like mm -hmm. that, is that one thing I talk about with my clients is as we're raising our authority in our in our personal lives, in our professional lives, we have to understand like we're looking long term, essentially. Mm -hmm. And like where you are today is not necessarily where you want to be five years from now and viewing your business as a corporation and not just as like a solopreneur right mm -hmm. a lot of my a lot of my clients come to me either as a solopreneur or they're working their way to ceo level which essentially just means hiring a team like hiring people either on payroll or having people that you're paying as a like um like a third party uh type of person coming in right I cannot think of the word right now but um was going to say thinking long-term, because if you, if you view yourself as just like in the solopreneur world, you're so worried about what this person thinks, what that person thinks. And if you think about like these bigger brands, like Nike or even celebrities like Rihanna, right. Cause she owns like Fenty and she has Savage. Right. And so they're, they have gotten to a point, right. And this is why I try to instill it in my clients because it really helps us going forward is that 
Think about Rihanna and the authority that she has in the industry, right? And she had she started off as a nobody when she came out with Pondy Replay back in like the 2000s. And she was like, she was just known for that song. And had she come out with a perfume, had she come out with a clothing brand back then, she may have gotten a lot of lashback, like a lot of pushback on it in the beginning because she was new. We probably wouldn't have been dying to buy all of this stuff from her because she hadn't really positioned herself as an authority yet. She mm -hmm. was just famous, right? She was just famous. And you can get famous from anything nowadays. Like that doesn't mean you've built authority online. So she has, she put in the work and she put in the work and she positioned herself in a way where anything, I mean, I love Rihanna. This is why I always love using yeah. her example, but any, I don't care what she does, what album she creates. I'm, I'm listening to it. It's a new Rihanna yeah. song. It could be not so great. Like, um, you know, it could be like the worst song in the world and people are going to buy it because it's Rihanna, just like Beyonce. Beyonce is even a bigger example, right? right? So like in the spotlight, their personal lives, if you think about it, Rihanna was super in the spotlight in the beginning, especially with the Chris, like with her personal life, Chris Brown, all that kind of stuff. As she became more of an authority, we started not seeing her as much online. She was more so like, she didn't share as much as going on. She was dating like a billionaire over in another country. Like, and she was building these brands behind the scenes. And now pretty much everything that she sells, people just buy it because it has her name behind it. It does, does, I mean, everyone loves her. No, she probably gets more hate comments than all of us and the people I know combined, right? Same thing with Beyonce. She used to be super, super like, share her personal life. But when she built that authority for herself, it, she's very secretive about her personal life. And does that impact her industry, her business? No, she actually doesn't share much at all. If, if Beyonce was on Instagram for like one day this, this year and like people went crazy about it. So like I give celebrities as an example, and then I like using companies like Nike Reebok as an example, because some people are going to be team Nike. Some people are going to be team Adidas, team Reebok, but they've set themselves as the authority that no matter what they come out with, right? Kanye West can come out with the ugliest shoes, like the ugliest shoes that you've ever seen in your life or Crocs at this point. Post Malone can wear Crocs and everyone wants them, right? So like the, my point is, is that think long-term, right? Mm -hmm. Like I tell my clients, think long-term. Do you view yourself as just keeping yourself at the smaller level and staying this way, okay, then that's fine. But do you want a corporation? Do you want a company? Do you want a billion dollar company someday? If that's the case, this little small stuff is never going to go away. It's never going to go away. But are you willing to raise your authority and position yourself as an expert and keep going to get where you want to go? Because the hate is never going to stop. The family drama is never going to stop. Um and you get to choose how much you want to be in the spotlight. Like right now, you're, we're both building our authority online. We share a lot about our families, but to build to build relationships and stuff like that. But in the future, Dr. Alex, you're probably not even going to have to do any of that. As you build your authority, you become this world-announced doctor online that everyone goes to, like Dr. Phil, not Dr. Phil. Um, who's the other? <laughs> not Dr. Phil. Who's the, oh, my God, who's the famous? Uh, there's another famous oh, oh. doctor that everyone knows. I can't oh, think of one. Please don't say it's Dr. Oz. Please don't say Dr. Oz. No, 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 no. <laughs> Not Dr. Oz. There was another doctor. I can't Which think of one? who it was, but I can't think of who it was. It was a celebrity. Maybe it was Dr. Oz, and I don't want to admit it. But like, 
<laughs> it doesn't matter what they do. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what they're doing in their personal lives. They have established yeah. that authority online yeah. and people listen to their advice, which is probably uh -huh. bad in your industry. But I think you get where I'm going. Right. Yeah. It's thinking yeah. long term. And so, the, yeah, so it is. It is Dr. Oz. I just don't want to admit <laughs> Dr. Alex. She was, she was okay. right now. <laughs> okay. But uh, <laughs> But um, my whole point is that we got to stop thinking so small, like worrying about these little things and like yeah. the little comments and that one little hate comment. In my opinion, when you start getting some backlash or when you start getting that way, that means you're, you're doing something right. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, you know, people are not going to agree with you. I, I get people who disagree with me all of the time. And it was hard in the beginning. Mm -hmm. But now, like, I just kind of brush it off like, I've helped clients make money. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. Like, you know, am I always going to be hundred percent right all the time? No, I'm not learning to take criticism as actually, I think a, a really good skill set to, to listen to it and to own it when you are wrong. Um, but it, it's just, it's just, I think thinking long-term is really important with raising your authority and in, in, in everything that you do, because mm -hmm. if you, like, again, I'm going to repeat myself again, but that smaller, that like thinking small is going to yeah. keep you where you, where you are. And you're not going to be able to grow. Yeah. You know, and I remembered from when you were talking what I was going to mention earlier and because how you were talking about when you first um, started coming out and the different things that you were into and things that people were knowing you for. And like when I first came out, I was doing a type of coaching I was doing. It was like it's probably like almost three years ago now, probably almost like three years ago now when I first came out and where I started working with people individually. And I was doing a lot around like time management, productivity, self-discipline, stuff like that. That's where my jam was because people had always came to me for like work-life balance stuff. Mm -hmm. And because at that time, you know, I was in residency, I was doing clinicals, yeah. I was raising my kids. I had got into like the best shape of my life and I was still working like, like days, nights, multiple jobs. I was doing all the things. And so that's what everybody kept asking me for. So that's what I had started, you know, working one-on-one -on -one with people with. But what I found was no matter who, who ended up working with me, it always turned into a health conversation. It always mm -hmm. turned into something medical, either with them, mm -hmm. with their kids, their husband, their brother. So it was a like, it was just, it always turned into that. But that was something that I felt really comfortable talking. Like, I loved it. I loved all that other stuff. And I knew all of that other stuff was like the foundation part though, of like what you needed, because I knew for my health, that's what I had to like translate all of that stuff into the health part. But I noticed for a lot of people, that's what they were missing. But I was like very hesitant to, cause we're about to get real, about to be in your business right now. Like I was very hesitant to come out with talking about weight, talking about blood pressure, talking about diabetes, talking about myself, what yeah. I had personally, I was very hesitant girl at first. And, but then I kept thinking as I kept going through more and more, and I kept seeing what people were reaching out to me for what they needed my help with. And it was this type of stuff. And so I finally decided to say, well, you know, Alex, when you graduate, when you finish up, that's going to be the time to pivot, to turn that and to just go full-time into your practice thing and just start it and just go for it then. And so that's where I really switched everything over to what I do now, what people are knowing me for now, what I'm raising my authority now in is, is, is all of this. So, and it hasn't been easy, right? And all the negative comments and all that kind of shit is, it is not easy. It's not for the faint of heart. It, if you're yeah. going to give up, if you're going to give up after somebody says one thing to you, you ain't going to make it like, that's how yeah. it is. 
And, but I'm so glad that I did because, you know, thinking of that bigger, that bigger vision, right? I see, I see that. And this is actually a really great segue into an amazing event, little fiesta, little party that you have coming up that I'm so excited to be a part of. Can you tell us about your vision board party that you have coming up? Yeah. You know, um, I just want to say something real quick before I speak on that, you know, um, and this kind of translates into the, into the vision board party because of the type of feel that we're going for. But like, you know, when you were reaching out to people and, you know, they were asking for your help and it kept going back to health and it kept going back to health. I feel like sometimes not to get like uber religious, but like, Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes, you know, we pray for like miracles and we pray for money and we pray for success. And then God gives us this great idea and some people don't act on it and some people do. And that's where I think, um, I think that's powerful because you were given, you were given this like idea and you kept going in your head and going in your head and you acted on it and look at the success that you've had. And it's kind of the same. I've experienced the same thing over and over and over again. And things don't always go as planned. And, but I think it is as planned. So without being too spiritual, whatever, but um, I just wanted to share that real quick. I'm really happy. I'm really really happy for you. Um, As far as the vision board party. So with that being said, this is, I just want full disclosure. This is not super manifestation, law of attraction. This is not what this is. This is in Alex knows this about me is I am very strategical. When I teach my clients, I'm very like goal oriented, very strategical processes because I'm a busy mom and I, like I, my life runs on schedules and my life runs on like plans and like, um, I am just a big planner. So when it comes to the vision board party, I want to be able to, yes, faith in action. Someone said, I love that. Um, that's be, that's actually a beautiful terminology. I like that. Um, with this vision board party, one of my clients actually asked me to do this, this party. She was like, you know what we should, you should do, you should do a, you should do like a vision board party. And I'm like, and my first intention was that's a waste of time, right? Was my first thought, right? So for anybody who's hesitating about my party, I hesitate about my own party. At first. <laughs> so, you know, she, we were talking about my client because honestly, like if you're looking for a new idea in your business, talk to your clients, your clients will tell you what they need, what they want. Right. Mm-hmm. And so she was talking to me about, it, and I'm like, you know what? I was like, this, I'm going to make, do this like in my own kind of way. Right. So this is not a vision board party. Like you've ever been to, this is not like traditional, like let's put just pictures of Lexuses and, and <laughs> houses on your thing. Let's create the vision for your 2023. You're like, really, what is your vision? What is that idea that God has put into your brain that you have not acted on or that you plan to act on? Right. That is kind of the my my spiritual side of it. Um, but it's going to be very, very like coach, like a lot of coaching, very like action focused. So I mm-hmm. want you to be able to come in. It's going to be 90 minutes. And yes, it's going to be a party. I'm going to be wearing a fun little dress. You know, we're going to, I'm going to have some family, my friends here. We're going to be popping champagne, right? So we're going to have fun and we're going to have sponsors throughout the event. We have six sponsors. Cannot believe. I actually had to turn sponsors away because we only have so much darn time, but um, we're going to be doing giveaways from amazing business owners, books, products, jewelry. Like, oh my gosh, it's going to be so much fun. But the whole purpose of it is like, cause it needs to be intentional. I'm not just doing this just for the hell of it is we're going to create, there's going to be different categories of your goals. And I'm going to teach you how to create like obtainable yet terrifying goals and how to start acting on them right away. So that way 
this time of year, right, if I decide to do another vision board party, you can come back and be like, last year, Chrissy taught me how to do this. And I implemented and I hit that by the end of Q1, Q2, Q3, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not another New Year's resolution that we don't finish after three yeah. weeks, because we all know by January 27th, we're like, well, why? Why did I even set this goal? So it's, I think it's kind of a waste of time to set intentions that you know aren't going to happen. If you know that you're not planning on making a certain amount of money, then you know you're not going to buy your million dollar home next year, right? right? However, if your business is set up in that way and you've been saving, like you can't like buy that million dollar home next year, right? Mm -hmm. So like, and then also it's like things that you want to do self-care wise. Like what are some things that you are no longer available for? Are you ready to hire that house cleaner, right? How are we going to do that? Are you ready to go get a blowout every week because you're tired of doing your own hair? That's obviously on my list for next year. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> like, are you going to hire like just little things when it comes to self-care? How? Being intentional, being realistic with yourself are you really going to pay someone to come clean your house are you willing to let that go right is your husband going to be on board um little like stuff like that in your professional career do you want to hire someone what is the first step to that right to hiring someone on your team like there are different levels in your life and your professional life that you can set realistic goals on so if you want to create a cool magazine old school like vision board thing i think that's pretty cool if you want to bring magazines to it or you can do it on canva there's different apps you can use where like, I'm personally going to make it my screensaver, my vision yeah. board and put it on my laptop. So every time I open it, these are obtainable, realistic, scary as hell goals that, excuse me, that I'm aiming for that mm -hmm. I know how to obtain these things. I know in my heart that it's real because again, mm -hmm. the whole raising your authority piece is that we're owning it. We're owning that we're the experts. We're owning that we're the best at what we do, right? And being unapologetic about it, setting your goals and creating a vision for yourself should be no different. It shouldn't be this fantasy dream, right? Like, was it me and me and Dr. Alex have, have worked with the same mentor for a little while. And one thing is that she loves to say is like creating this, like people have like this fantasy business or this, this fantasy goal. And if you don't believe that it's real, then what is the point of going towards it if you don't believe it's actually doable? You mm -hmm. have to know. You have every obviously we don't know what's tomorrow's no, tomorrow's not promised, but like you have to know in your heart, I'm going to do this because the back mm -hmm. of you is always going to create excuses as to why you're not going to do the tasks that need to be done because you know in your heart it's a waste of your time, right? So we're not going to create waste of time goals. We're going to be super super ambitious, right? Mm -hmm. But also uh, strategical and like intentional with the goals and being realistic with ourselves as to what we really want to create in 2023. So if you want to join the party, you can register. I think Dr. Alex has the link and you can join us on Friday, eight o'clock Eastern standard time. 8 PM. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I'll put the link, um, in the chat and in, in the comments of all the different places. So we have, the, it's, awesome. it's in the live, it's in the live description as well. If you're right, watching cool. live, it's in the description too. So you can find it there. But yeah, I, I love that whole idea too. I, I love it so much. And I, my, my uh, vision board from be from last year is my screensaver on my, on my oh, computer. Cool, cool. Yeah. yeah, I have it on there. And one of the things that for me that I want to put on there is I want to move this year. I want 2023 to be the year that Alex moves out this house that she's been in. That is, I love that. Thing. 
that's my thing today. And um, we just had somebody ask if it's virtual. Oh, yes, it's virtual. It, as much as I would love to do it in person, um, a week after Christmas and the day before New Year's, it was yeah. not a goal of mine. <laughs> and I want to be able to bring, we're going to have a lot of people there. We've had a lot of people register already. We have a lot of sponsors. So go ahead and join it. We'll be virtual. Oh, yeah, I love that. And, you know, and the other part I like about it, too, and what you were talking about is like making making it actionable, making it realistic, making yeah. it things that you are actually, <clears throat> excuse me, oh, my gosh, that you are actually going to follow through with. And I so I had done a couple a couple of videos, a couple of like TikToks and reels about how entrepreneurs are like the worst sometimes when it comes to um when in their business, right? And we're vision boarding and we're doing all this planning, right? And we know that we got to do X, Y, and Z to get said result, right? We yes. got to do, and we got to be consistent, right? Because it's not going to happen overnight and all of this and how it's so related, like when entrepreneurs, but they, when they get to things about with their health, and this is the thing that I encounter with people is like with their health. And they were like, well, how do I got 30 days? How do I do that? How do I do oh this? My gosh. <laughs> and, and I'm like, oh, it's not going to happen. And they're like, it's, it's not. And it's so funny that they do, they want like a shortcut. They want the quick fix, like all that stuff. Like they want the hack and all this. And like, there's some things that you can do, but you know, with business too, like there's some things that you can tweak to make it a little bit more effective, but in the long term, like is the long game, right? You got to raise your authority over the long term. Raising your authority. It don't, yeah, it don't happen overnight. So I love that the more of the vision and planning for the future and putting it down and too with yours being surrounded by a really great community of women that like what you were talking about, that network that you have. And that's the same thing that I talk about too, with like when you're changing your health, the environment, mm -hmm. who are you surrounding yourself, the people, places, yes. and things, who's influencing you, who's talking to you up here. All of that is so important. And so I love that community that you've created around that. And this, I'm so excited to join in. So I love it. I love it. I love it. So Miss Chrissy, any parting words or anything else exciting that you have coming up besides your vision party that you want to talk about? Um, well, if you join my vision board party, you'll know that I have an upcoming summit that we're going to be doing, um, on February 1st. I'm not going to be giving away the details, all the details, because for those of you guys who follow me, you know, that I love creating a little bit of FOMO and excitement behind everything that I do, because we got to make it fun or else business would be boring. I, I got to make it fun. So we've got, um, an upcoming panel that's going to be filled with, um, I'll give a little bit of a sneak peek, but it's going to be filled with, um, um, uh, six multiple six and a couple millionaires are going to be on the panel and it's going to be a very exclusive, um, high ticket luxury experience, um, event that's going to be on February 1st, but at the vision board party, I'm going to be releasing some early bird tickets there. So you'll have the, you'll be the first people to be able to register for the event, sign up for VIP and get it at a much lower price that you would when we open up just general admission tickets on the first week of January. So that's, what's coming up. Um, you can definitely check out my page follow me over on Instagram. Love doing Instagram stories. You can follow me at the Chrissy Ferreira on pretty much any platform online. I love it. And is that also, wink, wink, a good way to raise your authority is being universal across all the platforms for one day? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm like, we Absolutely. <laughs> You know what's funny? Is somebody said that to me once. They're like, oh, are you the Chrissy Ferreira on your platforms because you talk about authority? I'm like, no, because some other girl named Chrissy Ferreira as everything else. So I had to create the Chrissy Ferreira because that was the only thing I could think of. Like, five, six years ago when I created my account. 
Oh, no, I love it. I love it. I don't know. Adding the just does something to it. It's so it's so funny, but I love it. Yeah. All right, everybody. So we are going to close out today's episode. And so thank you, Chrissy, for being with us. Love you. Appreciate you so much. Thank you for everything that you shared. And if you're watching this live or on the hashtag replay, let us know and feel free to reach out to either one of us in the DM slide up in there. We always love having conversations, building relationships. We're both all about that. So definitely don't be scared, reach out and join the vision party. Oh my gosh. Look more into raise your authority. Learn more about Christy. It's you'll, you will not be sorry. <laughs> your world will be forever better. If you do this, I can guarantee that. It is my recommendation, honey. Let me tell you. <laughs> so, all right. That is all we have for today. And if you're interested in learning more about my 90 day metabolic makeover or becoming a private client of mine, feel free to slide into my DMs and let's talk about your health and what's going on and what we can do for you in 2023. So that's all I got. And like I always say for a balanced life, just add spice. We'll see you on the next in your business. Bye guys.